What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are on episode 70 and this is our first one from LA. First one from LA! Yeah. We said we were coming. Exactly. We're here. The ants have arrived. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness, it feels so good. The weather is beautiful. Oh my gosh, yeah. And the view. The view is just like, I can't, it's... It's stunning every time. Yeah, every exactly. Time. Every time we pass by those mountains and then you see the beach on the other side. Ooh, it's oh, so beautiful. Uh, look, let's just say the ants are home. Uh, seriously. We're home. We're ready to kick some ass. Ready to do it. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, your hosts for this week, the only two are out here. The only two are there available right now because little Cam's at work. Myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only... The Mouth. Oh, man. Yes, we have... A jam-packed show for you guys on this 70th episode. Let's get it started with the latest crazy news that I don't know if I agree with. Yeah, no, no. This is not how I want to kick off industry news. <laughs> I'm a comic book geek, and I'm not happy. Yeah. All right, let's just say that. Oh, let's just goodness. After the huge, massive, just overload of joy I have been having with the Avengers and with all of the stuff that Marvel has been doing... Mm-hmm. And then I was so happy. DC's like, okay, Wonder Woman, you knocked it out, Aquaman, yeah. you got Doom Patrol and Titans yeah. and all that and kicking Shazam on. Was and Shazam too. was yeah. awesome. And then we get this. And then uh, uh, Robert Rob- Pattinson, now the new Batman. No, it's official. <laughs> it was rumored, but now it's official. Uh, no. Uh, this dude is too skinny, I feel like. Well, I mean, I, I think I saw, I don't know if it was Photoshopped or something, but it looked like Robert Pattinson in uh, Ben Affleck's Batman suit, and he was just drowning in it. No, yeah, yeah. I... I I don't want Batman to sparkle. Right. Okay. Like. This this screams to me when Joel Schumacher, God bless him, loved Lost Boys. Okay. Yeah. But when Joel Schumacher took over the Batman franchise from Tim Burton, and it went neon with nipples on the bat suit. Okay. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. Robert Pattinson, fucking sparkles as a vampire okay no Look, no I, just, I i don't know because the only other movie that i've ever seen him in was that one harry potter film that he was in which he died yeah. i mean he was in and out real quick but apparently he's a decent actor i'm willing to give him a shot but like i, I tweeted this earlier this week if they put him with joaquin phoenix's joker He's going to act circles around Patterson. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, and so for anybody who's not following along, too, let's just throw this out there. They're, how they're getting around this is this will not be in the continuity of the DCEU, which yeah. is Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and all. How they're getting around a different Joker than who we saw in Suicide Squad, a different Batman. They're going the Elseworld route mm, like if mm. you if you're a fan of the uh the cw shows um on on you know at, with arrow and and all of the, the flash and all of them that's how they're doing it elseworld it's outside of the continuity of which is what batwoman by the way yeah is gonna be that's why it doesn't fit in mm, to the whole i see so this joker is not associated with the joker that has already been established yeah. in the dceu this batman 
will also not be. That's so a weird. Sta- I, it's so I know. confusing to just the average fan who just pops in and out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And look, I like. I'm I'm a fan of the Elseworld stories in the comic books yeah. when they do. Like Red Sun was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. What if Superman had crashed in Russia instead of America? Yeah. Kind of a thing. I like these. Haha, <laughs> fun, fun. What if it's kind of, Elseworld is kind of like DC's What If mm. from Marvel? Like, yeah. okay, you know, a different scenario, a different place. But I don't like it in the movie con- because, yeah. like you said, t- to the average moviegoer who might not be a comic book fan, it's confusing as fuck. Exactly. Why is there two Batmans? Why are there two Jokers? Why is one young? Why is one old? Exactly. Like what? Now. That said, I'm excited as hell for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yes, it me looks too. amazing. It does. But I, I just think if you're gonna go that route, this is just me personally. If you're gonna go that route, get rid of Batman out of the DCEU altogether, which clearly they're not gonna do because they referenced him in Shazam. Yeah. So but I would have just booted him all and just start again with the Batman stuff exactly. in the Else world. Yeah. Go with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Go with a new Batman, mm-hmm. but not Robert Pattinson, because as J-Lo so fondly said, and is accurately spot on, Joaquin will act circles around Robert Pattinson's Batman. I mean, have you seen the trailer for Joker? Yeah, man. No, nothing personal against Robert Pattinson. No, nothing. No. But you are no Joaquin Phoenix, no, sir, seriously. and you will never match up to that. Like, like it just won't happen. It, it's It's... Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I, I think this is definitely a step backwards for the DC. I agree. And I don't understand it because I was thrilled about the concept. The concept is you're one type and it's going to focus on his detective skills mm-hmm. more so than the, the beaten up, you know, yeah. superhero punch in your face. Kind. It was going to – remember in the comic books, he's the world's greatest detective. Exactly. He's known as the world's greatest detective. And it was going to be more film noir yeah. type storyline with the detective. So and then Robert Pattinson. I mean, are they doing that because like basically throughout all of Twilight, all he did was brood. Right. Like he <laughs> he kind of barely talked, and he just had this brooding look of you know yeah. uh, seriousness on his face the whole time. Is that I mean, because if that's what they're going for, like thinking that that's going to make him more detective like, uh, I don't know. I, I just all no. I, all I remember from the Twilight movies were because I think I only saw like two or something crazy like that. All I remember was they had some crazy animal sex. Look, yeah, look, <laughs> look, look. Okay, I had never heard of the books. Yeah. I had I had no idea what it was. I just heard, oh, okay, wolves, vampires. Yeah. This is gonna it's kind of like underworld. Okay, right. this will be kind of cool. So me and 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 the brother in law went and saw it. We walked in. We made it like ten minutes, and the second that he sparkled, we're like. We walked out. Yeah, we walked out like, what the fuck is this? This Seriously. is like some weird kind of – this ain't like a vampire movie. Oh I, I just – and I know I'm pissing off all of the Twilight yeah, fans yeah. out there right now. And there's a lot of them there that is, are probably thrilled is. that Pattinson is going to be Batman. But I am not. No. I am not. What do you guys think? You should just yeah, just seriously. tell us. Let comment. Us let us know. <laughs> on social media, anywhere. Comment on, you know, on, on the podcast link. Uh, just Because I want to know, I, are people happy about this? Because from the initial Twitter responses, the answer I got was no. Yeah. They are not okay with this. Yeah. 
So yeah, I I had a lot of people like trying to come up and defend him, but like like I said, I don't know, man. <laughs> the, it's gonna be interesting. Like I'll give him a chance, but eh, and eh, you know, I'm not excited. No, I'm not either. And and if I hear one more person come with the Michael Keaton argument, oh my goodness, I'm mean, like right. And again, I want to say because it's coming across like I just have some vendetta. I do not have anything against Robert Pattinson. But you're no Michael Keaton either. No Michael okay. Keaton. Either. <laughs> hey, look, yeah. man. Michael Keaton was a solid actor. Everybody's like, oh, he's a comedian. He's no way he's going to go up against Jack Nicholson. And then he blew it out of the park yeah. as, as a, you know, that is not going to happen in this case. No, Robert Pattinson will not pull off a Michael Keaton. Okay? <laughs> it's not going to happen. So stop using that argument. Stop using that argument. Oh, it is goodness. not the same. Uh, yeah, you just got to put that one to bed, man. You I, really do. I, it's true. And the latest thing I heard, too, is that it's going to be, like, loaded with villains. Really? Like... The did, did they not learn from like Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man yeah. 3, when there was like too many villains? Yeah. Like, you don't load it up with too many villains. There's no point for that. Exactly. You're trying to introduce a brand new Batman. The last thing you need is to have him overshadowed by too many villains. Yeah. Like, that's Agreed. just my thought. I, just my thought. I don't, I don't think that's going to do well. I think that is definitely going to get buried into the ground. And th- another thing that is getting buried into the ground is iTunes. Mm. iTunes is being laid to rest. Oh, IIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start playing taps. Right. I mean, you know, right. you can. By the way, you can get taps on i yeah, right. <laughs> on Apple We're Music. Limit to time now. That's right. It is going away. Which this is crazy. The streaming world is definitely taking over enough to where you don't need to buy songs and put them on your laptop or put them on your phones anymore because you can just stream everything for like the low price of nine ninety nine. Exactly. And so now we we should say. Apple is not getting rid of music for anybody no, who's no, like, no. oh shit, they're getting rid of iTunes. As you guys know, they they, they have Apple Music. Yes. Well, that's kind of taken over iTunes. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're eliminating iTunes and they're transitioning into it's all going to be Apple Music now. Exactly. All of your music will come from there along with Apple TV and Apple Podcasts. Exactly. So They're you're making it into all these apps instead of the online store. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you'll be able to. And we love Apple Podcasts. Obviously, this podcast you're listening to right now, it's on Apple That's Podcasts. Right. Go listen. So it, I mean, so when you open up it on your computer, it's just going to be the. It, you're going to have individual like apps yeah. on your computer now. It'll be Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Apple TV, instead of just being able to get it all in iTunes. Right. Um. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think some people like the idea of having it all in one central place. Right. But I like the idea of going Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple TV. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I got to say, I'm. this is my Toys R Us. I tweeted that also earlier this week. This is my Toys R Us because <laughs> I at least purchased $5,000 <laughs> worth of content on App iTunes, man. This, like movies, songs, albums, so much stuff. So. I, I mean... Come on, man. Uh, iTunes was like the. I mean, when you ran out and got your iPod, uh-huh. like, uh, come on, man. Shuffle. Look, yeah, I got an iPod shuffle, and it was even before the tiny ones. Yeah. It was that long white one that looked like oh, a USB God. stick. Yeah. It could hold like 250 songs. Yeah. And you were thinking, oh my God, 250 songs. But come on, like you said, it's streaming now. Exactly. You have 250 million songs at your fingertips now. Anytime you want them, like, it only makes sense yeah i do love the toys r us comparison though of course i mean i i just now you can order anything online but Mm -hmm. but 
I liked walking into Toys right. R Us and going up and down the aisles yeah. and like I was a Toys R Us kid. I get that. I get that reference. That's a good reference. Yeah. It's kind of like these things that you're you hold close to your heart that you grew up with, and they're like, oh, exactly. J Lo's kid will not have iTunes. It's true. Think it's about true. that. It's so You'll sad. be talking about iTunes, and they're gonna be making fun of you. Exactly. I'm making your day with iTunes, yeah. Dad. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, Apple Music. Like, that's right, know. Apple Music. And, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like you and Emily do to me with like eight tracks and cassettes. Right. It's cassettes. okay. It's all right. right. It's, it's okay. That's so, funny. but like I have. You and your kids will move forward with the future. Exactly. And all of you iTunes fans, move forward with exactly. the future. Yeah, this one didn't get much backlash, though. No. I, I mean, I think I everybody's like, kind of just like yeah. transitioned to Apple Music already anyway, anyway right? Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. It's all an ever-growing industry. And just like that, Steven Spielberg jumps on the bandwagon with his uh, DreamWorks animation. <laughs> they are coming to Netflix with a Jurassic world animated series right this is targeted at the younger audience and it's supposed to come out in 2020 i'm pretty excited about it because it exists in the same world that um chris pratt's universe is in Mm -hmm. and but it's going to be animated and it's about six teenagers chosen to go on a once in a lifetime experience at an adventurous camp on the opposite side of the isla nublar um and when the dinosaurs wreck havoc you know they got a they're stranded, so they got to figure out what they're going to do, like every other Jurassic World movie. But I'm excited about this because it's more centered towards the younger audience, and it's animated. Now, I'm going to throw out my age here. Oh, shit. I'm just going to throw out the age here. This is very Land of the Lost, mm. about a series of people yeah. that were lost on an island <laughs> with dinosaurs, yeah. and they had to figure out how to survive. Yeah. This is Land of the Lost. But for the new generation, it is. Jurassic World, teenagers, and they even say it's like they go from strangers to friends mm-hmm. to family to in order to survive. So it's Land of the Lost. Man, okay, no, you, know. you know. But I like this idea. Mm-hmm. My thing is, though, you brought up Steven Spielberg. You know, it, it, it's Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, that's always been the animation guy of DreamWorks. DreamWorks I wonder okay. if they were button heads. Right. Like, listen, like, don't do it. listen, Steve. <laughs> I know all the shit you've been talking about right. with Netflix, <laughs> but this is good opportunity, <laughs> okay? And I'm the animation guy. Yeah. I'm the former Disney guy. Uh-huh. I think this is a good idea. So, I mean... Exactly. And, I mean, it only works for Netflix, too, because we talk about every week that all that content's coming off of there. Oh, so my gosh. big content names like Jurassic World and DreamWorks to partner with you, that's a huge step in the right direction. But I'm still skeptical. I'm still worried about Netflix. I, yeah, and we've got a couple a couple other things to talk about with Netflix, too. It's Speaking of cancellations and stuff, we'll get to that. We're kind of going all over. We had a lot of industry news. Now that we're in L.A., yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. just like boom. You hear everything all the time here. It's like you can't admit, but oh, man. Yeah, okay. So let's just jump into it. Speaking of, speaking of The, the Ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a show that will no longer be on Netflix. Yeah, so they, sad, yeah, not only are they losing content from other providers, but then they're canceling yeah, their own shit. Exactly. Like, that's successful. Exactly. I, I just the it's, ranch. Yeah, it, it's very confusing because this one. I'm honestly not surprised though because this one came out in parts, kind of like the Get Down did. Yeah. But this one came out in like six different parts, and it 
accumulating four seasons altogether. And we all know the Danny Masterson scandal that happened with uh, the alleged rape and misconduct. So they brought in Dax Shepard. Well, apparently the Dax Shepard storyline wasn't really going too well with fans. I don't, I don't know why. I guess they just wanted more of that hometown ranch family feel. But when they brought in, because they kind of strayed away from that storyline when they brought in like. He was a, Dax Shepard's character was an army veteran who was suffering from PTSD, and it's kind of like um, Samuel Elliott's character and Ashton Kutcher's character kind of really didn't understand that because they're just not from that world. So I'm guessing the fans weren't really liking that. But again, I really enjoyed the show. It was, like it had some A-list stars, like I said, Samuel Elliott uh, and... Um, Ashton Kutcher, and basically everyone who was ever on that 70s show popped up on Yeah, this. they made a lot of uh, guest appearances, yeah, right? Yeah, so I'm just, I'm saddened by this, but I'm not surprised because, like I said, it was released in parts. I, I think the 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 end was written on the wall with the whole Masterson yeah. problem. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was going to end after that, but yeah. I'm surprised they tried to continue it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it... They're, they they need content. Yeah. And I understand, like you said, I, I just – I think this one was in the works for ending, but – and I, I mean, I'll give them this one. At least, it, you know, it had four seasons, mm-hmm. and there's reasons, I guess, yeah. why – unlike all the Marvel shows that are kicking ass in the ratings, like, bow, and then just gone. boom, gone. Yeah. Jessica Jones getting ready to start later this month. And going to get canceled. But, but yeah. it's been can- – I mean, this will be the final season, yeah. and it's done. Which I just I don't understand oh, what man. why what they're doing Netflix, you're confusing us. Yeah, seriously. you were like the end all be all kind of model of how to do things. Exactly, and now it's confusing yeah. as shit. I think you put this in here somewhere, but I think it might be towards the bottom. Lucifer is also being canceled after its fifth and final season. Right, like okay. And the, the the Lucifer showrunners and cast and crew and are are thankful that they're getting a fifth and final season. Yeah. But here's the thing for me, why why would you? Because it was three seasons initially on Fox and yeah. then it got canceled on Fox. Netflix makes this big thing. Oh, we've seen the fan support. We've seen the fan outrage, and they're in love with this show. We're saving it. Yeah. Then why are you cancel? Why would you pick up and save a show that has exactly. massive fan support only to cancel it a exactly. year and a half later? Exactly. Like, they let that run for the one season, and then they announce after that season's over that okay, there's only going to be one more after this. Right. Like, so as, my question is: Is that the route for Designated Survivor? Also, mm, are they going to just give it one more season and announce that that one's done too? Why save these shows? If for anybody who didn't know, they picked up Designated Survivor from yeah. ABC. Yeah. But why save these shows and then Just ditch to them? them. Yeah. It makes it because the fan support. I've, I mean, if you look at anywhere on social media, the fan support for Lucifer is still huge. Huge. Yeah. They don't want it to end after the fifth season. So. I think, man, just let it go. Let it go exactly. until the fans don't want to see it let anymore. It run, man. I mean, I, it's so weird because we were talking about this earlier that, like, it seems like seasons don't get into like the tenth, like ten seasons anymore. They get canceled after like five or six. It's so weird. It what really is. is. That? It give. It's not a lot of time to attach to the characters. I feel like, especially if you're someone like Netflix who tries to put out things fast, but then also puts out things slow. Well, Their release schedule is really weird. You know, and I, I want to bring this up, and this can be a good transition in, in into the Swamp Thing story. But I, I want our good good friend there, uh, Amy Rutberg, who we who we interviewed. She brought up a really good point when she said budget. 
Mm. Um, I think now, and don't get me wrong, in order to do these these shows nowadays, you need a decent budget to be able to do them properly. But I feel like these companies have now fallen into this trap where they have these huge budget shows and they're relying so heavily on the incentives Mm -hmm. of what they get back on the tax breaks that if for some reason those aren't doing what they need to do, they'll cancel these shows even if they're successful. Yeah. Like, and, and Amy brought up a good point with Marvel. I mean, we all know Marvel's making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. We all know Netflix is making a ton of money. Yep. But those Marvel shows were extremely expensive to shoot. And shooting in New York City is extremely expensive. Exactly. So it could be, in fact, that Netflix and Marvel weren't getting the the payback through the incentives and they just felt like this has become too expensive to continue that's a good point and we have we have to kill it i mean so (laughs) we know this is what happened with well this is what's rumored to have happened with swamp thing after one episode it gets canceled by the way don't freak out you're still gonna get all the whole season you're gonna get the whole season they're not gonna not show it 10 episodes i think right but um yeah but apparently this was a victim of that yeah um so yeah let's talk about that a little bit the dceu uh and dc universe and i love and i know jlo you too that are a huge fan of this streaming service it's amazing it's fantastic titans came right out of the block kicked ass mm-hmm. doom patrol has got to be one of the best most original most unique superhero shows i've ever seen Honestly. movie or tv yeah the casting was phenomenal everything was great Season two's already shooting. They've got Stargirl coming. They have Harley Quinn, the animated series with uh, Kaylee Cuoco from um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. All this awesome. But apparently, it's being reevaluated. Uh, it's, yeah, AT&T, so which, you know, has started Warner Media. Yeah. They, you know, they uh, uh, acquired uh, Time Warner and Warner Brothers when they merged. Well, they formed Warner Media, and Warner Media is coming out with its own streaming service. So now they're reevaluating whether a solo DC streaming service focusing on all the superheroes is necessary. Mm. I say yes. I say yes as well, because this service is so cool, especially to newfound comic book geeks like myself. Because I was huge fans. I got. I was introduced to all these characters through the movies through the films but now with a service like this i can go back and actually read the source material and see how they two differentiate yeah yeah i mean i don't know if people are aware of that but the dc universe online streaming service has the entire dc comics library online you can literally go and read all of the comic books page by page like you were reading it right up there on your screen your big screen it's so so brilliant plus they have all the old movies all the old tv shows it's not just current stuff and i mean it's brilliant yeah like did you guys know that justin hartley was aquaman at one time (laughs) yeah and green arrow and green arrow and green arrow if you ever watched smallville he was green arrow um so yeah who knew justin hartley has played numerous superheroes um (laughs) but i I, I love this. Well, so much so that, you know, this was an idea like a long time you know, ago. You know. We're just going to leave that alone. But this was an idea, you know, that that 
should have been done years ago, but DC finally did it. I wish Marvel would do this. I wish Disney would do this. And I'm going to just say it. I think that Disney announcing that they're going to put Marvel shows on the Disney Plus Mm -hmm. is what's egging on AT&T to rethink just a, a strictly DC oh, streaming really? service because yeah. the, the you know everybody's trying to emulate Disney right. and it's like well can we just throw our DC shows on our Warner Media streaming right. like exactly. they're going to do with their Disney streaming but I do think that Swamp Thing ended up being a victim of this because yeah. apparently it was mad 85 million dollar budget for the first season that's insane yeah and they were relying heavily apparently the the showrunners are blaming uh, the state of North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina saying, uh-uh, guys. That wasn't us. You signed yeah. a contract. You knew what this was from the get-go. Don't try to blame this on us. But the deal was, is apparently, the showrunners and DC and Warner Brothers are claiming that they thought they were going to get $40 million mm. in tax breaks and incentives from the state of North Carolina to yeah. shoot. Well, it was never going to be that. It was going to be $16 million uh overall they get like they consider the pilot episode a season yeah which is really weird under their thing so they get like three million dollars up front or something like that for the and then they get so much per show for the rest of the season yeah well it was going to total somewhere between 14 and 16 million not 40 million right in fact north carolina caps it at like a certain amount like 30 yeah 31 and they said their their normal around incentives are 12 million per season Exactly. So they these guys bit off way more than they can chew. Yeah, somebody blew it. So yeah. whoever decided to go back and tell Warner Brothers that they were going to get $40 million, which is half the budget. I mean, I would jump on it too if I was Warner Brothers. What? Well, you want $85 million, but we're going to get half that back? Right. Go for yeah. it. Well, when you find out, ooh, ooh, whoops, whoop, hold on, we're getting what back? Yeah. $16 million is not $40 million. Exactly. And that, guys, is why apparently it has been canceled. Yeah. Um, but this kind of fiasco, this kind of like back and forth, this kind of turbulence definitely is making Stevenson, the, the CEO of AT&T, reevaluate. Yeah. Like, should we be doing all this kind of – I just – it's my hope that the DC streaming service survives because yeah. I think Same. it's absolutely brilliant. And I don't think – so let's just jump into it. Warner Media has also announced that the streaming service is coming. They priced it at like eighteen ninety nine. Jesus, that's, that's more crazy. than HBO currently, mm. and like twelve dollars more than what Disney Plus is going to be launching yeah. with. Who's going to pay eighteen ninety nine for a new streaming service? Exactly, uh, people who want to watch Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, yes, because uh, they are yanking it, aren't yeah, they? Right. But yeah, that's just so crazy. How do you look at the stream? Because I'm not even going to lie. It's the streaming wars right now. Yeah. Like, everybody is at each other's throats. And how do you look at the market and you see, okay, Netflix is like, what, $13.99 right now? Right. Disney's going to be like $12.99, you said, or something right. like that. Right, yep. And then how do you say, oh, we're going to charge $20? No. No, exa- exactly, exactly. Yeah, Disney Plus coming out initially at $6.99, which is going to just slam. Yeah. I mean, so – oh, and then to try to get around it because they took a lot of heat when they announced that it was going to be $17, $18, they said that they could possibly have an – ad supported version mm. by 2020 kind of like hulu does but I, and even still, with that like that would need to be around 999 like because yeah. i 
even with Hulu, you don't see ads that much. Yeah, so, no. Because even with my subscription, I barely ever see any ads. They're normally at the beginning or the end of each episode. But I feel like these motherfuckers would try to plop them right in the middle. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I just... I, I don't know. And sticking with Warner and DC and all that, some good news. There has been some good news. Yes. I'm, Black Adam. I'm very excited about this one. Now, you know The Rock's been trying to get this done for a while. Yeah, he's been attached to a Black Adam <laughs> film for like, as, I mean, since you were born, yeah, basically. I, I mean, mean, it's so super duper crazy. Like, he's, uh, he's just wanted to play a superhero. He was trying to get really close with Stan Lee, true, uh, trying to be like Hercules or some shit. And now... Uh, Black Adam has finally found a director, and I don't want to butcher his name, so if you want to say that. Ah, uh, sure. Let's go with Jaume Collet Serra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he is signed on to direct the uh, Black Adam, yes. um, which will be played by The Rock. Yes. Um, and it is the spinoff of Shazam. If you all saw Shazam and you saw like the ending credit that had to do with Black Adam. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, the rumor was is that Black Adam was going to show up in Shazam. Mm. And initially, there were scripts that had that happen, but mm -hmm. then they decided to hold off on that because they wanted to introduce Black Adam solo before he th is in a Shazam movie. And the reason being is because – and this is going to be really interesting because The Rock has talked about this numerous times. While Black Adam is indeed a villain – they're going to come with the approach kind of like Venom. Mm. He's going to be like an anti-hero. Interesting. Like he, he's, he's trying to do the right thing, but he, he's not doing it in the nicest kind of ways. Right. So Black Adam is going to be like one of those guys that you want to hate, but you're really going to end up rooting for. Yeah, exactly. And they really wanted to establish this character and this storyline and this persona of – who you want to root for even though you hate him before just throwing him in as the bad guy to Shazam. Right. Which I think is a pretty good idea. Yeah, honestly, because I, I really liked what they did or what Marvel did with Thanos in Infinity War because a lot of people were like, okay, I see what he was trying to do there. He's Obviously, he's a bad guy because he just fucking wiped off like half of the good guys. And But... You could see, like, his motives were pure, and he thought in his heart that was right. Exactly. So exactly. I, I like that they're going to establish him this way. And why – this is – I feel like this is the first time in forever, honestly, that they're establishing villains in their own solo films. Yeah, which is, I think, good because, I mean, you want to be attached to the villains as much as you do the heroes. I mean, yeah. I mean, because I, there are some epic ass villains. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And this, I, I just, I loved Shazam, and I think Zachary Levi and The Rock together in a film yeah. is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. When that hits, it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I was looking up some of this director's uh, credits, and he's worked with some big names before, too, like Liam Neeson and Blake Lively, so I'm pretty sure he can do well with The Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. So I'm excited about that one. We shall see what happens, though, because, like we said, it's an ever-changing industry, and hopefully it comes out in the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a lot of Warner Media DC news. <laughs> like that was a lot going on yeah, with Warner seriously. Media. I mean, and we still got to talk about Warner Brothers because they've decided to skip Comic Con this year. Yeah. What's up? With and, okay. That? And and 
They didn't even announce it. Yeah. Patty Jenkins had to announce it to the fans. Yeah. Because they everybody was all over Patty about, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to be the presentation? What's, what are you guys going to do for Wonder Woman 1984? And she's like, well, nothing because Warner Brothers is skipping. So we're so not going to have crazy. a presentation at, at – and this is the first time in 20 years that Warner Brothers will not have a presentation yeah. at Comic-Con. I mean, the Comic-Con Hall H presentation by the superhero films is like that that's like what everybody goes for. Exactly. Like and to not have a presence there. I know. Especially after such a huge mega hit that Wonder Woman was. Exactly. Why wouldn't you want to push Wonder Woman 1984 at Comic-Con? It makes I, no it, sense. Mm-mm, makes so, no sense. Mm, I I'm not happy with that decision. No. But no. uh, they did announce some new series that will be on Warner Media, the Tokyo Vice. That's uh, with that one dude from Baby Driver. Yeah, Ansel Eggert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's picked up for a, it's its second series that it's picked up. It's called Tokyo Vice, and like we said, the attached star is Esnel. Edgar, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so bad, so bad. Or Ansel Edgar, yeah, you know, you know, but yeah. Fault in our so you guys know him, Baby Driver. Fault in our stars. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. Man, our stuff is just all sorts of crazy. So I'm trying to remember what we have hit and what we haven't hit. Uh, Spotify signs a deal with Higher Ground Production, the production company of the Obamas. Yeah, so they're they're like getting all over the place, aren't they? They yeah, got a huge production deal for shows and movies on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now they've got a huge production deal with Spotify for podcasts. Yeah, I mean they, they are going at it. Yeah, seriously. And uh, they said they would feature sometimes on this podcast. It's going to be a social podcast talking about you know all the social shit that's going on, political, non-political, entertainment, all that good stuff. But they will not be the host. It is yet to be announced who is the host. But, yeah, they're rocking and rolling after his presidency. Yeah, no, and I mean, I, I like this. I, I like that they're out there, they're active, they're doing – I mean, and, you know, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to give credit to where I think credit is due on this, and I think that's David Letterman. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Because I think that Netflix, after seeing Obama on David Letterman's talk show. Yeah, the uh, my next guest. Yes. I think they were like, this guy, this guy's got something yeah. here. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Letterman was somehow like, hey – I uh, this this He's I mean got a lot of influence he, in the game. He he does. And and um you know, I'm maybe in passing, maybe it was just something that 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 uh former president Obama brought up. Yeah. And Dave was like, "Well, you know, yeah. Why don't you just approach Netflix exactly. and I mean cuz that sounds like a pretty solid I mean that interview was great. It was a great It interview. was a great interview. Can we just talk about that for one second? Seriously. David Letterman's show, if you haven't seen it, my next guest so good. is a brilliant way for yeah. him to re-enter the talk show game yeah. without re-entering the talk exactly. show game it's so like intimate too because he goes to like colleges and stuff and just sits on stage and has his guests come out and as the audience just like watch it they're just sitting in cha- lounging back yeah and what i love is that the audience has no idea who the guest is yes. gonna be oh my it's kind of like they're announced they they find out when he when they come on stage exactly which is so awesome and then what i really like about that show too is it's not just him interview they actually actually like go out to to 
important, significant places in this guest's life. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, man, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And if you if you haven't caught it, watch it. it, yeah, it it's definitely. really Season good. Season 2 is on right now. We watched the one with Kanye. And yeah. That motherfucker's crazy. Yeah, he is. So he is. Um, yeah, just definitely highly recommend that. And so just based on that, I think that any of the stuff that the Obamas put out on Spotify or Netflix, I think is going to be really good. Yeah. If they follow along those type guidelines and they're guided right, and they seem to have been hiring a lot of solid people for their production company, yeah. so I, I really do feel like it's it's going to be it's going to do really well. Yeah, seriously. Um, seriously. Mm, these next couple, I, I'm just I, I I'm not happy. Well, let's start with one because I'm old. And you're, you're like, not. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with the, the Scrooged. Scrooge. The Bill Murray classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas movie. It's a classic. It is really it's a, good. It's an old take on, you know, a Christmas carol, um, but a modern type take on it with Bill Murray. And, and I mean, I freaking love one of my favorite movies of my youth, yeah. Scrooged. It was brilliant. Loved every second of it. Apparently, it's going to fall victim to the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Paramount, man. Paramount. Kevin Hart. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Kevin Hart wants to do a remake of Scrooged. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. It's going to be by his production company, Heartbeat Productions, partnering with um, Paramount, and they're still looking for a writer. And I saw that it, he's still leaving. He doesn't know if he wants a star in it yet, but he knows his wants his production team behind it. But I'm. My thing is. How many times can we tell the same old story? Right, right. First of all, A Christmas Carol's about been done every which way you can exactly. do it. And Bill Murray's take on it with Scrooge was brilliant. Yeah. But to do a remake of that, which is just, again, another telling of A Christmas Carol, like, you're right. How many times can we tell this story? Like, yeah. I just... I, yeah, I I'm, not, I'm not entirely thrilled about this one. I just... I, I'm not... I don't know the audience, honestly, because he... Obviously, the whole cheating scandal last year, so, I mean, that's still weighing on him, and he still got the Oscar thing still weighing on him with the gay joke, and I hope everybody's just past that one by now, because he apologized 50 million thousand times. I think, I think when, um... The the jungle that comes out to, uh, the uh, yeah. Jumanji two. Jumanji two. Um, I, I think that's gonna erase that from everybody's yeah. mind. I mean, it didn't hurt the box office with um Brian Cranston. The upside. The upside. I mean, it yeah. did really well. People still went and saw that. That's so true. I mean, I think. But I just. You, just keep doing what you're doing, but don't I, – I, I'm just not a fan of reboots. Yeah. Like just – especially there are certain movies that you just shouldn't touch, and Scrooge is one of those – it would be like trying to redo Home Alone. Agreed. Like don't Don't, do don't redo don't do classic it. movies. Don't touch The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Don't touch Home Alone. No. You probably shouldn't touch Scrooge. Exactly. There are just some movies you just shouldn't do. And, and like mm. – Agreed. It's just – craziness man craziness and some more craziness fast and furious 9 this is ridiculous Ugh. i'm i'm a fan of john cena i was a fan of the wwe and i'm a fan of john cena because he was funny and uh cock blockers yeah that was, that yeah was pretty funny but this is just getting ridiculous not him but the franchise why are they continuing forward john cena is now officially attached to universal's Fast and Furious 9, he is a lock. His character is unknown at the moment, but they say he's going to be a badass. And we all know about the 
the vengeance and the rivalry going on between The Rock's and Vin Diesel. So The which, Rock's not coming back. Right, which is why I think Cena's coming exactly. in to take The Rock's <laughs> place. But here's the crazy thing. The Rock is being spun off yeah, it, it, that, to uh, a Fast and Furious yeah. sequel spinoff. Like, like, like him and what? Jason Statham. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that makes no sense at all. This is just I another just, one I think they're beaten to death, man. They yeah, look, stopped after Paul. Yeah, Right, because I, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Fast and the Furious, because I did like all of them. Yeah. What, what I really enjoyed about it is they really did seem to be like a tight-knit, close-group yeah. family. And when he died, that should have been it. Exactly. I mean, they went through – I get the whole using his brothers and digitally keeping it so that they could finish the one film. I get that And one. I yeah. thought it was a great send-off. It was. It was a great little nod to him at the end when they both drive off. And then I they feel like that should, yeah. been, that should have been it. Out of respect to him, out of respect to the franchise, I just think that now you're kind of like – you're stabbing – in the back, all of what made it special, that family dynamic, exactly. that closeness, that relationship that everybody had, now you're just – what? it seems to me now like you were only in it for the money. Exactly. Because you keep pumping these things out. Now you don't give a shit who you're putting in them. And you, the stories are starting well, to suffer. Well, my thing is like Vin Diesel was in the first one, but he wasn't in the second one. Paul Walker was in – all of them up up until he died, except Tokyo Drift because they wanted to introduce Han or whatever. Right. But sucked. He, yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> was the main character. Why Vin Diesel is not the main character? No, no. So I just don't understand why they continue to go on with this. I am not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, and like I said, I and think they still I, want to come out with one more after this. They plan on doing ten. I know. It, it just just stopped. I mean, they, they've ruined it. They, they ruined it for me. Yeah. They should have just ended it. I didn't it was, watch the last one. No, it was a great ending exactly. with Paul Walker. It yeah. was a great ending. It was a nice send-off. That's how you should have ended the franchise and, and move on. You can make money other ways, exactly. guys. Come on. I exactly. Mean, and I mean, speaking of good send-off, Sony Pictures did a really classy thing. They... Did, they renamed one of their biggest theaters in Culver City, which we might go visit. I mean, might yeah, as we well. passed by the studio just the other day, and yeah, you could see. And yeah, John yeah. Singleton. They renamed one of his their theaters after the director, John Singleton. That is awesome. Yeah, which was really cool. It's the former um, backstage theater that they've renamed. And this is where they do all of their employee and public screenings. A mm. uh, 102-seat venue used by the filmmakers to uh, show their work in post-production. It's the main screening facility at yeah. Sony. So, yeah, really classy. Uh, nice move mm -hmm. by Sony. Um, and, yeah, if you guys have never been by the Sony lot, um, it's the old MGM lot. Uh, the the famous huge you know they took it over when MGM basically just became like a building. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. They still produce films, but they're not. You know the the old MGM lot is the Sony lot now, and um yeah I mean this place we like I said we passed by the other day we we kind of and I mean you can see the stage you can see the the, the theater that they're they've transformed it's massive yeah I mean you can, it's no doubt you're looking at it when you walk when you walk or drive by it exactly. um. Go check it out. If you're in the area, go check it out. And uh, good job, Sony. Yeah. I think John Singleton was uh, groundbreaking uh, in the film industry with what he was able to accomplish at, a, at such a young age and as a minority. Mm -hmm. um, 
And a, I, it's well-deserved. I think I think it's well-deserved. Agreed. You know what else is also well-deserved? Lee Daniels said, Jesse Smollett is not coming back for that sixth <laughs> and final season. I'm so happy about this. Despite the speculation of a possible return of this douchebag, um, the sixth and final season will not have Jesse Smollett. Lee Daniels says, he's just, it's not worth all the drama and hassle. I don't blame him, hey. honestly. And you, you know what else is going Okay, and by the way, if you guys haven't been following, all of the documents, all of the unsealed stuff is all coming out. It it's is. leaking like every other day. Yeah, I and listened to the uh, the police there with the dude called the police. Yeah, the nine one. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, okay, guys, it's it's not good for Jussie. Okay, no. all of this is like I mean, it, it's looking really, really, really bad. Exactly. Like he did do it. He still proclaims innocence, but dude, come on, man. Come on. Now here's the thing, though. I also heard. That this last season is going to be rough. Oh, goodness. And I've heard because apparently there's a lot of on-set shit going on. Mm. Because from what's been leaked, the majority of the Below the Line crew, uh, and for anybody who's not familiar with that, that means like everybody that works on set. Yeah. The gaffers, the, 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 the electricians, the craft services, the makeup, wardrobe. Apparently, most of them, and again, this has just been leaked information, so we don't know for sure, but the majority of them are white, mm. and They're apparently, shitty. they've been going back and forth with the cast, Yeah, say and they've been getting into some serious spats because oh, they think Jussie's innocent. guilty as fuck, and the cast thinks he's innocent, yeah, exactly. and they've been, apparently, it's been a really tumultuous set, wow. and so, you know... Listen, actors. I mean, you know, they're the people you see. They're the, but I mean, guy, there are people that make them. Well, I mean, let's not make any bones about it. What he did was racist. He blamed that fake attack on white people. That is racist. Right, right, and and so I can see where this is causing problems, and it's probably honestly the biggest thing that probably led to the cancellation yeah. it's like we just don't need all this shit exactly. going on we don't I need mean, all that drama i don't no, blame them no so. um and i mean come on lee daniels has got like you know a gazillion other things exactly. in the works i mean he's <laughs> exactly. gonna be all right and i mean there's also right. some other drama shit going on we don't have this in here but uh terrence howard uh <laughs> taxi yeah man. apparently he's being investigated for uh tax evasion and you know he's gone the old wesley snipes route right uh i mean <laughs> like uh, we don't know if it's true of we don't know no, i mean no. you know but i just we'll we'll follow that story we just saw that kind of broke uh, this morning you yeah. know he's being investigated for tax evasion and you know us we're on top of everything here exactly. so we will keep on top of that we will find out what's going on now he's really wishing he had that marvel right money. exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, don, don Sheetle not yeah, not exactly. worried about taxes no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so but we yeah empire going down and you know he's not roadie anymore like uh oh but uh <laughs> yeah we'll stay on top of that one that's so freaking uh, terrence we love you bro hell yeah, love you. hell yeah well let's end some industry news with on a positive note the richest female musician according to forbes is rihanna she can afford to break many dishes yes man seriously <laughs> she is worth 600 million dollars yeah. mm. that's more than beyonce that's more than like a whole bunch of people that's <laughs> Good yeah. for her. She is. Yeah. Uh, she started her own clothing line, her own makeup line, I believe, and she's just putting out music every year. So good could, for her. 
now see, I'm I'm just gonna. Could she eventually become a member of the billionaire club? I think so. I think so. Honestly, I mean, she's you know yeah, halfway there. Uh, she's signed to Rock Nation, who is uh, presented by Jay Z, and that man is a financial like guru. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, he that... just became a billionaire. Yeah, he just became the first hip hop artist uh, to become a billionaire. Yeah, so. There you go. I mean, like strictly, yeah. I, yeah, because uh, um, you know, from Apple there, uh, Doctor Dre. Yeah. He, he, yeah, but he's in all different kinds of, you know, the strictly hip hop business. Yeah. Jay Z just hit billion dollars. That's like, epic. I mean, that's epic. So you're right. I mean, she's she's with the right company. She's Hell doing yeah. the right stuff. So. Hell yeah! I'm very very happy for them all right now it is time for our special guest today we got the one and only shakira janae pay coming on the show and man she's got a lot to talk about she's yeah. uh she dabbled a little bit into that spider-man into the spider universe yeah provided a bunch of voices for that which was a huge hit uh actress comedian dancer like she does it all man yeah i'm excited to talk to her yeah it's gonna be a fun one hell yeah hey how are you today good how are you uh, doing wonderful it's myself dustin and logan today hey how you doing Hi, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining us inside the Crazy Ant Farm today. We're really excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Awesome. We should say, and we'll get into it in a little bit, but we should say we we, we can't stop laughing at the sketch. Yeah, I mean, seriously. We, we watched it again just before the interview, and it is hilarious. Oh, yay! I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've got a favorite line, and we'll drop it for you in a little bit when we get into the interview. But there's a favorite line, and I just, every time I see it, I'm just dying. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear what your favorite line is. Um, I know I feel like everybody has a different favorite line because like a few people are like, oh, I love this line. Oh, I love this mm-hmm. one. And I'm like, well, that's good. Good. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, it's loaded. It's loaded with them. I mean, there's a ton to pick from. So that's exactly. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we like to do first is kind of introduce you, if you will, to all of our listeners. You know, kind of talk about your background a little bit and how you got started in the industry and how that kind of came about, and then talk about some things that are important to you and kind of things, and then lead into all of your projects and kind of go from there. Okay. Awesome. I, I, first of all, I, I just want to I, I want to say that that when I, you know doing the research and reading the bio and everything on you kind of jumped out at me. I too was a, a raised by a single mom, so that kind of immediately jumped right out at me. Yeah. Um. I know. I know yeah. that situation can come sometimes be a hard one. I lost my dad early as well, so um that 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 just uh, kind of really jumped you. out at me and um. I'm always amazed to see how people deal with that. I think that situation can either hold you down or elevate you, and it's nice to see that people can can elevate themselves and and use that to get you know where they're at. And so I commend you on that. Congrats on that. Thank you. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, I definitely say that. Uh, I mean, because everybody has some different things you know happen in their life, and um, you can you know use that to elevate you or help you grow or to keep you stuck. And I feel like, you know, I lost my dad at a young age, but he did implement, you know, a, a lot of positive things before he um, died. And um, my mom, she always, you know, had a, kept the home loving. Like, so even when we were struggling or even when things weren't, you know, peachy, over peachy, we had love in the home. So mm-hmm. that just keeps you as a child encouraged to still believe that there is more out there for you. And um, I had the privilege of being able to, like, travel with my, my uncle sometimes. So, like, I could see the world a little bit and know that it's more to the world than Baltimore and, you know, a single mom and the struggle. So Absolutely. So to just be able to 
see that at a young mm-hmm. age it definitely encouraged me to um, be strong and like go after my dreams. That's that's fantastic, and clearly your mom's supportive even through all the struggle and and stuff. And it's wonderful that you bring up the ability to travel with your uncle and everything. That's great. So is that where the love for yeah. I want to act and dance came from, or is that just something you just knew right away, or how'd that start? Yeah, I mean, there was no like one moment where I was like, I want to like. There's no definitive moment in my memory of wanting to do it. I remember my dad used to record videos, like the house, you know, the home videos. But not everybody recorded everything back in that time. So that's true. <laughs> and I always loved being in front of the camera because I had been doing that since I was like two. And then even when I got a little older, I said to my mom, I was like, I want to dance, I want to perform, I want to be on stage. And she put me in dance class, and and that just helped, you know, helped me get comfortable with being in front of people and um, being on a stage. And and then I was like, I still like this. So I mean, there came a point where I like <laughs> had a dramatic moment in high school where my track coach was like, "You need to choose theater or dance. I mean, theater or track." Oh. And I was just like, I banged the locker like super dramatic. Like, <laughs> oh, do I pick? That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I see that you're inspired by some amazing actors and comedians like Steve Carell, Jada Pickett Smith, and Regina King. Those are all some phenomenal people to look up to. Is there a certain moment or a certain like speech they gave to where you're like, oh yeah, that's the footsteps I want to follow? I feel like I'm just being a black woman and like what I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Regina King was always on my TV. Jada Pinkett Smith and like you know movies from like Set It Off to Waiting to Exhale mm-hmm. movies where you get to see a black female protagonist. So those those people were just like always they, like you know there, and I was like, okay, that was the representation I had, and uh, I remember watching, you know, maybe Regina like Friday or something and being like, oh, she's funny. I like that. Mm-hmm. And um, for like Steve Carell, I mean, I mean, come on, The Office. Right. Yeah. right yeah. <laughs> the Office is amazing. It's like the best show on history, uh, at least comedy-wise, in my opinion, like at least my favorite. Um, but yeah, so I watched The Office. It was like, the, and this was before Netflix, though. So mm-hmm. The first uh, DVD series I purchased. And it was, um, yeah, I was like, I love comedy. I love watching this type of stuff. I mean, I think I watched Austin Powers as a kid and stuff and loved that. And I liked comedy a lot. I didn't realize I would be doing comedy, but I did like watching it. And I did enjoy doing bits with friends and stuff. Like, you know, like one day we're rappers and then another day we're like dancers. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, and we're just like annoying making up stuff in the hallway and then like, I don't know, just like random. Today, I'm a lawyer. Like, I don't know, just put on characters and playing in school. And that was just normal to me. I was like, oh, but, you know, when I got older, I was like, oh, you're just always doing stupid bits. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So, okay, the obvious question has to come because we know theater and dramatic arts. And what do you find harder, drama or comedy? uh, and, And what's your approach, the differences in those? Um... Oh, they're so different, but I would say comedy, at least the style I do, um, improv is hard sometimes. You're making up stuff in the moment, you're writing jokes on your feet, and 
you you know, the thing is with comedy, you get the instant gratification or you get the instant notification that it's not hitting, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's if true. If you don't get the laugh, it wasn't funny. Yeah. Like, All right, let's try again. You just got to stick yourself back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. got to imagine, yeah, the but, silence when a joke doesn't hit has got to be like the worst feeling yeah, ever, Yeah, you're like, right? well, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you feel it. Your skin is like... Okay, that didn't work. So then, but you, especially with improv, because you're performing with the group, you can't get stuck on this. this right, right. Work because you all move forward. So, and you're going to hold your teammates back. So there are moments where you're like, okay, try it. It didn't work. Nobody left. Okay, that wasn't funny. I thought it was so funny. Okay, I got to move on. Like, you don't have really time to, like, grieve the yeah. L. I feel like with stand-up comedy, it's just you on stage. So when you do take an L, it, you feel it. And it's nobody. <laughs> you can't blame anybody yeah, else. Yeah, so seriously. Like, like if it didn't if it wasn't funny oh well but um i do think um in that aspect comedy can be a little more challenging but mm-hmm. also um i mean you get the instant yes you get this da, 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 da. drama you just have i don't for me i can tap into things like that have happened in my life mm-hmm. and, and get to that emotional place and it doesn't necessarily feel good but um yeah i think it's a, sometimes it's easier to tap into but I did just shoot a movie in Oakland, and it was like, <laughs> okay, so we had these two little pit bulls, like these uh, baby pits, <laughs> oh, goodness. and they were technically, yeah, and we're in a fight, and the one pit kept jumping out of the cage and running between my legs, oh, and no. I'm like, you know, fighting, yeah. and it's the cutest little dog, and I'm like, y'all, like, I'm trying to be dramatic right now, and then the wind is <laughs> right, you're like the dog, flying <laughs> off my face. And the dog is running around my legs, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take myself seriously right now. So, you know, sometimes they're both hard and, <laughs> and fun and challenging. Absolutely, yeah. and a clearly well-rounded. And like I said, we're going to talk about the stuff with the with the comedy troupe that you have, and you got the new Netflix movie, which mm-hmm. is a much darker tone and a more yeah. serious tone. So, uh, c- clearly well-rounded in your ability to perform both, and I'm excited to talk about those. Yeah, seriously, um, showing the range a little bit. Absolutely. I also wanted to jump into a, a couple of things because there's some stuff that really ju- that I want to talk about that that is kind of important right now. I, I feel like um, we'll get to the fun yeah. stuff, the food and the travel. But well, another thing that kind of jumped out was the prison reform mm-hmm. uh and and when you talk about your uncle being convicted at a young age for something that he did do and i like i love the the honesty and the approach of which you you bring it up that he did mm-hmm. do but that it the the punishment far outweighed the actual crime yeah. that he committed and even after he had mm-hmm. paid his time still had that target as always being you know somebody that's never looked at the same yeah. again um let's talk about yeah. that a little bit because that is a a, a problem that that that's rampant right now it continues to be a problem yeah trust us we're in south Mm -hmm. mississippi right now so we see it on an everyday basis down here um it's tough even now in 2019 to to have this conversation um so how did what what did you get how are you involved in that Uh, what are some things that you do and and let's talk about that a little bit yeah um so i mean it is an ongoing thing and it's gravely impacted i would say um the african-american community um I mean, I I see it so much within, like, my family and even with my uncle and, you know, um, seeing him put in jail for 15 years over, you know, something, a crime, but, like, you know, he had a gun on him and, um, you know, so, anywho, but he didn't know, like, he didn't kill anybody, nothing, you know, like, the charge was just 
when I think about it and when I think about if it was somebody else, would that have happened? And I know just systematically it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same. And personally, I mean, sometimes I go and I um, I go to Black Lives, Lives Matter meetings. Um, I donate to the ACLU. Um, and, I mean, I think having the conversation about prison reform and, like, educating yourself is, like, the first step. Like, hey, this is a problem. How do I help? Mm-hmm. Okay, I signed this petition. Okay, I went to this meeting and I protested at this thing. Um, just, like, seeing what you can do to to um, help the, 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 the issue. And I think it's actually good that this is now in the conversation because I feel like years ago, even with my mom, I, and I would talk about uh, my uncle, his, his name is Bebe, and I would be like, oh, well, what did you do? Like, I just didn't understand it. It didn't make sense. Right. And then when I got older, because he was in jail for so much of my young life, but when she said what he did, I was like, so he went to, and I was like, but he was 15. Like, none of this made sense. Yeah. Right. And to see, like, now, years later, we're all like, oh, systematically, this has been a way to suppress the mm-hmm. community. And, like, even with, um, and I just, you know, most, a lot of minorities feel it, the words, but yeah, all races are dealing with this corrupt system. Okay. And, um, yeah, and now I think it's just time to challenge it. And, like, you know, yeah, so for me, like, donating and, like, um, BLM meetings and or um, just uh, protesting um, yeah. uh, when... Well, I think two things that that jumped out there, two words that jumped out almost immediately when you were talking about that right there. Conversation, having the conversation and informing yourself. Because, you know, it's it's one thing to show up at a protest and start hollering chants and you like really have no idea what you're out there for. I love the fact that you said, I educated myself, Mm -hmm. I informed myself, I went to these meetings and I did this. Because I think that if you're going to have the conversation and you have a platform to where your voice can be heard, you have to be informed before. Or you just go out there and start talking. And that's what jumped out to me. Mm-hmm. You said when it's the right occasion, at the right moment. Right, right. And and yeah. congrats, kudos, because it is a conversation that needs to be had. And you do have a platform yeah. at this point with, with the success that you're having. And I commend you for doing it. It's yeah, a topic definitely. that needs to be addressed. And, you know, it's, it's more than just the people that it's the economic factor that it also plays. The housing of all these yeah. people in jail and the amount of money that that Our takes. Our tax dollars are going to this. Exactly. Want, um, yeah, 13th is like an easy um, Ava DuVernay's documentary. Yes, on, on Netflix, um, yeah. The, um, I think, what is the quote? Um, from slavery to an amendment. Like, mm-hmm. just with one amendment, we basically can just um, switch from slavery. Like, in slavery. And, like, when you think about the labor, like, they get paid maybe a dollar for days of work, like yep. a whole day work. Yep. And that's just so they can buy simple things that they need, especially if you think of a woman's prison. Like, they don't give them free pads or tampons or. Um, things that women need just to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And when those are tax dollars going for just their meals and their um and their housing. And we're paying for people who have minor crimes from like marijuana in their pockets. Still in California, like people went to jail before it was legal. And we're still paying for, you know, stuff like that. Right, yeah, and they're uh, still in there. It affects all of us. It affects all of us taxpayers uh taxpayers. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. We, I love the approach. We Yep. Love the approach, love the attitude, and, and keep at it. Because, like I said, I think it's an important issue. I think, it, and, and we need people like yourself out there talking about it. 
Um, let's lighten it up a little bit. Just a little, just a little. <laughs> let's lighten it up a little bit. Looks like you're a foodie. Yeah, right? I'm, right? I'm curious about this one. You like to cook or are you just a really, you like to branch out in a big connoisseur? Oh, ha, ha. Um, I like to try all sorts of food. I mean, I'm definitely, I mean, yeah. I cook a little bit, but I'd say I'm more on the receiving end. Like, oh, <laughs> Like, I just went to um, this spot in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, called Rosalina, mm-hmm. and they had um, paella. Mm-hmm. And, okay. oddly enough, I, have you ever had paella? No, but it sounds it's delicious. Sal, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's just like rice, but it's the Spaniard version of rice. Mm-hmm. And it's seasoned with, like, all of these, like, Spanish herbs. And I had it in Spain because I went to Spain. Oh, nice. And that's one reason to travel just to try mm-hmm. great food. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you're not going to be cooking in your hotel room. All you're going to really do is go to different restaurants. Exactly. <laughs> you got to try and experience <laughs> the culture. Yes. So. I love this approach. I feel like that's the, that's the key to travel is is trying food. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Honestly. Also, when you book work, anytime you get to ask, it's like grass and service. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, I love when we have the trucks where I can decide what I want. And you know, like, craft a whole little meal together i mean sometimes the food isn't you know great but yeah. a lot of yeah. times it's like <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm jotting i'm jotting down janae because you know we're making the move to la next week uh you know we're relocating now and i got i got your name so i'm gonna ask you like what oh, wow. spots to find you know to eat because i'm a foodie also, right so. like <laughs> um so, I mean, what type of food do you like? I mean, my, some of my favorite spots, I go to this uh, vegan cycle, some cafe. They have a really great happy hour. Oh, and, awesome. Um, um, if you like vegan food at all, even even if you don't like vegan food, you'll like their nachos. Like, you'll like uh, some of their smaller plates. And I like their mac and cheese, even though it's there not like... Yeah, because we've been talking about that a lot. We've heard, uh, we've been out there a few times, and we talk. We've heard people say eating clean. People eat clean out there, so we're we're deciding to change up our whole diet and uh, try to eat healthier. (laughs) But you gotta eat clean. I mean, you actually do eat a little cleaner here than I would say I did in Baltimore, just because there are just more options. Like there are more. Food, like organic food and most restaurants know the standard now so they're not just dousinated you know vegetable oil right like right they're gonna you know give you olive oil premium you know <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right, let's yeah. jump into this because I, 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 like I said, we we cannot stop laughing at this. This was hilarious. I am so excited about this. Obama's other daughters. Yes, <laughs> you had your big debut yeah. on Comedy Central recently. Um, <laughs> with, yeah, we did. Yeah, and the timing. Whoever your marketing person is, whoever you guys are, uh, great. Perfect, yeah, the timing was perfect for the Game of Thrones, uh, the big finale. Um, yeah, this this premise. Of, what would happen if there were black women in Game of Thrones? Absolutely priceless. Hell this yeah. was like, I couldn't stop laughing. This was fantastic. <laughs> Oh, yay. Yeah, so let's talk about that. The whole concept, the fact that you guys met on Facebook and kind of pulled this whole thing together and became like this comedy troupe, and then which led to this amazing debut on Comedy Central and everything. Let's talk about that a little bit. And I guess what? The importance of social media. We talk about that all the time. It's so interesting that you guys actually met on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, 
I mean, it's kind of crazy because I was already um, on an all-female team, but I was the only black woman on my all-female team mm-hmm. um, and, oh, and the improv team. Um, and uh, at the, in the UCB community, it's like, you know, a little bro um, a little um, straight, white, male It's definitely changing, especially UCB. We, they have, you know, diversity scholarships, so they're definitely trying to encourage different people with different POVs and different styles of comedy to mm-hmm. uh, get active in the community. So I do appreciate that. And, um, yeah, one of uh, the girls who ended up leaving the team um, put a post on Facebook and was like, hey, looking for other um, black women who would want to practice comedy together. And at that time, there were there was an all-black guy team um, called White Women, uh-huh. and they were doing improv. Yeah, their name was White Women, and it's all black dudes. Uh, <laughs> so, like, we were like, of course, our name has to be fun and funny, and right. we have to know that we're black women. So, like, how do we do it? So that's how we came up with the name. We pitched a few ideas ideas over, you know, mimosas, and um, decided, okay, people will know if we are, like, king, like a king's daughter or president's daughter, and Obama is still the president, and it made sense. Absolutely. But, yeah, we... Um, we, a few of us saw the post on the diversity page and um, decided to meet up, and I hosted it at my apartment, and I was like, come, come, and I had snacks, and we practiced improv, and we got a coach, and um, yeah, and, and that was, that's how it started, yep. And I mean, that's... somebody posted, and we responded, and, and then um, the Comedy Central thing, I mean, it took years for that to right. fall into place. We had people come to our show and they liked us a lot, but mm-hmm. they didn't really know what to do with us because with improv, it's like, so do you have a script? Right. Um, okay, but you don't have, so you don't have a script. So then mm-hmm. I wrote a whole yeah. of like, rushing to, like, get to this guy who was like, I like you guys, but I need a script. And I was like, I'll give you a script in a week. Right. And like... it was not a great script, but it was something. And then after that, um, Eventually, um, Lucia and um, Paul Down, Lucia Neo and Paul W. Down mm-hmm. ended up at one of our shows. I saw her at a director workshop that UCB hosted for free nice. for women in comedy. And I went to the director workshop and I invited her to our show and got her email address and emailed her the details. And then the rest was up to her and Paul and they showed up. Well, and there you um, go. yeah. That's yep. right. Well, so then we started let's... working together and then, yeah. And they work with Tommy Central already from Boston. Very nice. Awesome. Well, look, I mean, obviously, it, it just took off because it's got well over, uh, what, 200,000, yeah, almost right 250,000 views right now on YouTube. Um, it, it's and absolutely, then, yeah. It's, and now this and is. Facebook, we have 600,000 views. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, see, there you nice. go. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. how it'll just blow up, right? Yeah, like seriously. that. I mean, if you if you mm-hmm. find that little thing, and now this is a three part series, is that right? Yes, we do have um, two more sketches coming out this summer, and um, a few other things that we're doing with Comedy Central that are still under wraps. Oh, okay. very nice. Right. Well, that's just an, a reason yeah. to have you back on. Exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Yeah. Winter is here. No shit, bitch. That's my favorite line, and the, the reaction <laughs> on everyone's faces is priceless. <laughs> like, like when they cut back to him right. and his look after you after y'all say it, it's just so funny. And from every, I mean, I um, couldn't. I had to watch it numerous times after that because I couldn't hear what y'all were saying because I was laughing so yeah. hard still from no 
shit, bitch. It's, I mean, we're all freezing our asses <laughs> off. So funny. And the um, whole toe thing, I'm, losing the I'm toe. I wish you could see the outtake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bet the outtake, the... we, like, cracked up laughing sometimes. It was like... <laughs> One thing I had to step out of the frame that I'm in the frame with her, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm laughing." <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so abrupt. <laughs> oh, the so outtakes great. are always oh, the best, aren't yeah, they? It makes good. me like I watched the uh, the yeah. Jeffersons thing, the live Jeffersons last night, and when Jamie Fox lost it and you know messed up that, I mean, you couldn't help but everybody starts laughing. I mean, exactly. sometimes I think that's gold when they just when that happens, it's like the best. Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations so because it's fantastic and it's blowing up. It's yeah. blowing up. The next one comes out in next month, right? Yes, next month is um, I I'm not sure. I know it's this summer. Yeah. Okay. Now let, let's talk about what you got coming up. Netflix. Yes, this one. Yeah, I'm so excited about yeah. this one with uh, Ashton Sanders from Moonlight. That's so yes. epic. Yes, um, Ashton Sanders from Moonlight. Um, his character's name is Ja. And I am his girlfriend slash baby mama, and my character is Shantae. And, um, yeah, she's a young mom who is, you know, dealing with a, a young man who's going through a lot. And the, um, the film is Cole. It's um, written by and directed by um, Joe Robert Cole, who uh, co-wrote Black Panther. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's got some serious yeah. talent. Yeah. I mean, this is good. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and like I said, the subject matter, you know, like I said, it, it's a it's a guy that's going through some uh, complications and which lead, I guess, and we don't not to say too much, but lead to him committing a crime, committing yeah. a homicide, and all the repercussions mm-hmm. that, that come from that. Um, A lot okay. different than the Game of Thrones spoof. Right. Like, <laughs> like taking yeah. a totally different direction there. Um, But again, like like we said earlier, you know, the, the the wide range of of skill that you have to be able yeah. to pull off both the rows. What, what talk about the experience with Netflix a little bit because you know we've had numerous guests on who have who have been in Netflix projects and they always talk about the freedom that you have with Netflix. They basically kind of like here you go, go make this movie. Um, it, 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 did you yeah. find that to be true? And uh, how was that experience working for Netflix? Yeah. I mean, on this end, I was because um, like with Comedy Central at. Oh, one of the daughters were executive producers of um, our sketches as well, and actors and writers of our sketches. Um, so with Netflix, um, this Netflix film is a little different because I was hired as a writer, and I'm a part of Joe's, um, you know, creative liberties. And Joe, I mean, I felt like it was a little bit like, okay, go to Oakland, and this is the amount of money you have, and figure it out. <laughs> and they did definitely treat it um, very indie. That's Aston's vibe, and that's what the story and the script is very much. Mm-hmm. It's um, the writing uh, guy is the same one from Moonlight. Oh, there you go. So, like, it has a tone. Yeah, and we looked, I mean, I looked at, like, a few playbacks, and I was like, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt like, but, yeah, just like we were able to play, and it was um, very much a supportive um, set. And Joe is a great director. He's very patient and actor-friendly. Um yeah. Fantastic. Um, but, but yeah, I did feel like they did give us the chance to just like play a little bit and not stress. Because That's they have good. so much money in us. It's like they're just throwing money at people. Um, <laughs> there you, okay. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad somebody said it because that, that appears to be the case that they are indeed doing that. Yeah. But I'll tell
caliber of film and the caliber of the people that they're attaching and bringing on as far as the filmmakers and and the actors and and everybody involved above the line below the line everybody i mean they're serious about making feature films this whole talk and garbage about these are tv movies no these are feature films and they're attracting some serious people so it's nice to hear somebody say that they were on a project where they were able to do this and it was treated like an indie feature and it was doing that it's nice to hear yeah yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah. When, uh, when does that come out? When can people see that? Um, so right now, I know they just um, closed picture, mm-hmm. and they're doing the last few touches, um, but they said closer to the end of summer. Awesome. Yeah, so soon. Very good, very good. So what do you have coming up beyond that? Um, so I do have a few things coming up with OOV, and... Um, I have a project that's super new that's under wraps that I can't really talk about yet, but um, I just want to sure make sure it's all confirmed, like, I think it'll be. So, but yeah, so that's what I'm working on. And Obama's as a daughter. And I, you I'm guys perform. You perform a lot live yeah, in host, L.A., so right? We, yes, we host a monthly show. So our next show is on um, June 5th at 8.30 p.m. in the UTV Inner Sanctum. Mm-hmm. And it's a free show. Yeah, so we have that coming up. Very exciting. We might uh, we might have to hit that up when we go out there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, like Logan just said, yeah. we might we might have to come see that. We're gonna be out there by then. That'd be a that'd be a blast. To come see it. Oh yeah, it'll be great. Come come check us out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 8 30 p.m. is a free show, and it'll like kind of get you an intro to the comedy side of the um, acting world out here. Hell yeah. UCB. They have so many shows there, and I'm on a team at UCB as well, a house team. Um, called Duckers, where I write sketches. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually perform, I just write for other people. <laughs> but a lot of people want to cry. Yeah. And, uh, all around really talent. Yeah, seriously. All around talent. She writes, you know, acts, I mean, yeah. to dances, like yeah. does all kinds of. What don't you do, she right. Oh, you know. And modest. Yeah. And she's modest. That's great. <laughs> so where can people follow you? We talked about, you know, the the importance of social media. Obviously, we want to get your name out there. Where can everybody follow you? You can follow me on Shakira Janae underscore. And my improv team name is Obama's Other Daughters. Awesome. Very nice. Is that on Twitter, Instagram? And on Twitter, you can follow me at Shakira Pay. There you go. Gotcha. Well, we will definitely make yeah. sure to send everybody your way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. You are you are just a gem to talk to, and this has been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. No, thank mm. you, you so much. Great <laughs> well, we appreciate it. And uh, anytime, open invite, anytime you want to come back on yeah. to promote a project, we definitely want to have you back on when the film is released and when the next sketch comes out. And like Logan said, I'm pretty yeah. sure we're going to come check you guys out at the live show. Definitely. Yes. Um, and then if you check um, our Instagram at Obama's Other Daughters, you can find the link to our next show if you want to reserve your tickets just to make sure we um, save enough space. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> well, thank you All for right. taking some time out of your busy day okay. to talk to us today. Of course. All right. All right. All right. Take care now. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. She was a fantastic interview. I'm happy we got to talk to her today about some really important stuff. And she is so fun. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. And I just, I mean, to go from that heavy, let's talk about prison reform. Yeah. So, yeah, the best thing about traveling is food. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's fantastic. All right. Let's go over to some Bill. 
four or no let's go over to the box office let's do some box office uh it's been a couple weeks because you know we've been doing the best of uh episodes so let's go immediately to what's new coming out this week uh kevin hart's secret life of pets 2 the first one did pretty well uh so i'm excited to see how that one does dark phoenix yeah Yeah, this one's also coming out this week but it mm. we should say both both films had a rough friday yeah yeah, but but the, like so so we'll see. You know, J Lo's gonna give his predictions, but both had a rough Friday. Yeah, so it, it's super crazy, man. Super crazy to I mean, I, to end on a bad note. It seems like the X Men movies end on a bad note. What is up with that? Because uh, they weren't controlled by Disney. That's I what mean, it was. listen, listen. I've been a fan of the X Men movies. Yeah. Um. I it's always the Dark Phoenix one yeah, though. It seems they can't get it right. I was a fan of the first X Men movie. I was a fan of X Men two. The third one with Dark Phoenix, mm, the Last Stand, Last just Stand, yeah. hated it. Yeah. I fucking hated it. And then First Class came out. It was great. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. The second one came out Days of Future Past, and they kind of fixed the Last Stand right, mistakes. Yeah, they and did. then apparently and then they fuck fucked up it up again with their own mistakes with Dark Phoenix. <laughs> it's so like funny. These same filmmakers fixed all the Dark Phoenix mistakes in the Last Stand, only to create their own fucking Dark Phoenix <laughs> exactly. mistakes in their own. Mo- I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, it's. Uh, what do you think about the Wolverine movies? I liked Logan. You liked Logan. Not I liked the, Logan. Not the first Because they finally got him right. Yeah. No, like... I, I didn't hate the Wolverine. Yeah. I Okay, let, let's all admit Wolverine Origins or whatever the fuck they called it, that first one, fucking sucked. It was bad. It sucked Ryan, ass. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool yeah, was yeah. so bad. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and remember, Days of Future Past... Pretty much eliminated, eliminated that movie that. like it didn't even happen. Yeah. Um, they, they fixed all of that shit. But uh, I, just my opinion, I've always thought that that Hugh Jackman, while way too tall, was a great Wolverine. Yeah. He had a passion for the character. He was consistently fighting since 2000 mm-hmm. to get the character the way the fans wanted yeah. the, the character to be. He wanted the character to be. They finally let that happen in Logan. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's a, I'm going to kill you. I don't give a fuck. If you look at me wrong, you're dead. Yeah, dead kind of like, yeah. you know, and, and a grizzled, mean guy who's just a good guy, but has had a hard life and doesn't take shit. And he's like, they finally gave us Wolverine. So I'm a huge fan of that film. And like I said, I thought that the, the first class movies – we're we're decent. They were, but, but here here's my thing, and I get because Wolverine's pretty much always since his introduction been the most popular X Man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get that, but I'm and Kevin Feige, if you're listening, call me. Call uh, me. Call me. Love to, love to work with you, buddy. Um, but if you're listening, Disney Iger, who's ever, whoever, just listen to me. Favreau, you know, who's ever executive producing these damn things down the line. Here here's here's my thing. If you're going to reboot, okay, and you're going to launch this thing right, here's my suggestion. Do it with the original X-Men. Yes. I want to see Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Angel, and Iceman. I want to see them as teenagers, and I want to see them with a younger Professor X. And I want you to launch the rebooted franchise in the MCU with that. 
And I, I mean, I want to see that. I want to see Beast before he's blue. I want to see, and not oh, with this yeah. bullshit like in the first class stuff. I want to see him with the giant feet yeah. and the giant hands. You've shown what the CGI can do with Hulk. We just saw Hulk with giant hands and everything, but acting completely human, like with Professor Hulk. Yeah. That's basically Beast. Exactly. I mean, before he had all the, the blue fur and everything, he he was a giant looking, you know. But but he was completely human looking, just with giant features and and stuff. I, I just I really think that should be the route. Establish the original X Men, get them in there, start that storyline, and then start to introduce other mutants Agreed. as they come along. Agreed. I think you know. Wait for Wolverine. Yeah. Logan was so good. I don't think you should even worry about reintroducing Logan into the MCU for a long time. Yeah. Um, now I get you've got Deadpool and you're going to continue that. And because Colossus has been played such a pretty good part in Deadpool, yeah. maybe you continue with Colossus. Right. Um, but that being said, I, I don't think that they should even interject them into the X-Men for a while. Yeah. Just start off with those original X-Men. They're, exactly. It's a good story. It is. They're good to – go back and read the original X-Men comics from the 60s. They're great storylines. They're great stuff. Go there. Hell yeah. And then I think people will not be so – forget about, you know – uh, what what just ended? What just died at badly with Dark Phoenix? And just I think they'll forget about that. Give it a little bit of time, and Agreed. then introduce the original X Men. I think it'll kick ass. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, movies that are already out this week: The Avengers Endgame. It's still mm. there. It's uh, still there. Just last check, like sixty ish something million away from taking over Avatar. Dude, come on, so close. Just come Disney, on. leave it in. And, well, you saw Disney <laughs> went on a tweet storm the other day that said, "Still playing in theaters. Go see it. Go Still playing in theaters. They, they know it. they, they want, want it. it. Yeah, because it's about to hit Blu-ray. Yeah, but they still want you to go see it in the theater. Because come on, everybody wants it to beat Avatar. Hell yeah, whatever it takes. Go see this. I don't care if you've already seen it like six fucking times. Go see it again. Go see it again. Go see it again. Let's get Avatar down oh, out of there. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> Let's take down James Cameron's other Titanic. That's right. Um, John Wick 3 is also still out. I'm hearing nothing but great things about this one. Uh, also, Aladdin is still out, and I was surprised to hear good things mm -hmm. about this one. Mm -hmm. I still mm -hmm. need to see that one. Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, Rocket Man. And Ma. Oh, I really mm. want to see Ma yeah. with Octavia Spencer. She looks freaking creepy as shit. Um, but number one this week, I think it's going to be Secret Life of Pets 2. With the, I don't, mm, that, yeah, with that Friday estimate, I'm guessing with around 50 to 55 million ish. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, two, um, uh, number two, I think it's going to be Dark Phoenix with around. Ugh, 30 to 35 i don't think it's coming anywhere close to 100 million uh number three i think will be aladdin with around 20 to 25 million number four i think will be godzilla the king of monsters with around 15 to 20 million number five i think will be rocket man with around 10 to 15 million so i mean but i seems to be a bad box office weekend it does so it does. I, I have no idea what's going to happen we shall see we shall see we will let you know on next week's episode on the recap i mean they're it, it just seems like they're kicking off the summer season with a bunch of sequels yeah and that's backfiring yeah i mean you know normally summer's like the big oh but exactly. like kicking it off with a bunch of sequels just mm -hmm. other than endgame yeah. obviously but i mean just like yeah it's not working yeah it's agreed, not working. agreed well now it is time for imdb bros 
top trending segment. Oh man, we love this app, especially now since we're out in LA networking like crazy, oh, building man. those relationships. Yeah, dude. hell yeah. If you're not on IMDb Pro, you you don't exist. Yeah, seriously. I, I mean, if you're in the entertainment industry, you're not on IMDb Pro, then you're not in the entertainment industry. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Well, let's get to it. The number one top trending film this week was Aladdin. And I'm really happy to see this because, I I mean, I was pulling for Will Smith. I was hoping he was going to do good. And the only complaint I have heard about this film was Jafar. His voice, Jafar's voice is not scary. So I'm going to have to see it for myself to give my yeah. own critiques. Yeah. We're going to eh. – it, uh, it's crazy. Uh, the top trending TV series that finally took down Game of Thrones is Sher- Chernobyl. Chernobyl or something like Chernobyl? that. Chernobyl? Chernobyl. There you go. It's about um, the nuclear disaster that happened at this power plant in this town in like the 1980s. And there's a mini series out on HBO about it right now. So I'm guessing it's crazy. Y'all, J-Lo is young. Yeah. I'm just like, he didn't even know how to say it. Like, like, like Chernobyl. See, I have no idea. No, no, I know, I know. I lived through it. I lived through the 80s. Yeah. It's one of probably the biggest, most significant events in the 80s. It's okay, Jayla. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good. It, 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 Chernobyl, not your Toys R Us. No, it's <laughs> no, not. No, it wasn't. No, no idea no, about that. No, all kidding aside, though, in, in, with the big push for nuclear energy yeah. and how clean it was and how safe it was, Chernobyl. Not so much, and yeah. that 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 made everybody start to re-question nuclear facilities yeah. and like, are they safe? Because this shit could melt down right next to your house. Exactly. And so, yeah, you know. So this, I, I'm interested in watching this one though. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. So yeah. it makes sense that it's trending. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And the number one top trending star this week is Naomi Scott. She's out there killing it. Good for her. Naomi Scott, really? Yeah. Hmm. I know, right? I just want to throw out, and hopefully. You know, he'll be trending next week. And if not, maybe it should be the number one trending show, in my opinion. I don't know. IMDb? Come on, let's get on this. Let's get it. Uh, John Favreau yeah. with The Chef Show. Oh, <laughs> my Netflix. gosh. Yeah, if so you, yes. See, we, we, we did all that talking about Netflix, but they did get one thing, Rick, brilliantly right. They put this show on. Yeah. If you if you were a fan of John Favreau's Chef movie, Chef, about the food truck and you've got to watch yeah, this show. Seriously. Basically, it's just he was lonely and missed cooking with the guy that was the consultant yeah. for that movie. Yeah. So he called him up and said, "Hey, let's just go cooking." And so this show is basically them cooking. They go to these restaurants, or, or most of the, the the episodes that we've watched so far, they're at Favreau's house, yeah, which looks like a fucking professional kitchen yeah. from in a restaurant yeah. in the back of the house. Um, it's 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 a brilliant show. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, hopefully it gets trending because it's yeah. a brilliant show. I mean, you'll see some Avengers pop up. Yeah. Bill Burr. Oh pops my god! Up. Yeah, like, Tom Holland is crazy. He's like Cheetos. We don't have Cheetos. Like or Fritos. Fritos it's Fritos. Yeah. yeah, we don't have Fritos. And he tries oysters for the first time. Yeah. Oh my god! It's classic stuff. Yeah, and for the first time, if you're really unfamiliar with Kevin Feige, you get mm. to hear Kevin Feige talk. Yes. And it, like a the lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, the mastermind behind the Marvel universe. And uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Yes, definitely, definitely. Such a great show because you get to see the realism and i mean favreau didn't even know what he was going to do with it he just started filming and he's like i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah no and if you're if you're a fan of new orleans and and beignets and like all that (laughs) it took them three tries to get beignets right they fucked it up three times you're talking about a professional chef and john favreau who's a pretty good chef himself 
fucking it up three times before they got beignets right. So that it's worth it alone to watch that. Like, it, I mean, it was so just, funny. it's yeah, it's a great show. Oh, my goodness. Well, now let's switch it up to the music side of yes. things. Some things have changed, but some have not. Some older things have come back up to the Billboard chart toppers. Uh, the vi- top album vinyl sales goes to Flamma Megra Flying Lotus. And I have I didn't listen to this one, I'm going to admit, but it had a really interesting concept art for the album cover. And just off that, I'm going to listen to it after this. But I, I was a little scared by it, but interested at the same time. It's a very scary situation. Okay, I'm going to trust you on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, top streaming song. Damn, still there. Uh, Old Town Road with the top digital al- or song sales as well. The Old Country Road. Lil' Cam, yeah. still not a fan. Still not still a fan. Not a fan. We're fan. trying, guys. We're trying to get her on the bandwagon, but she is... She's not willing. She is not willing. Uh, top radio song. This is surprising to me because this song came out like a month ago. But probably with their new Amazon documentary coming out and their album also just came out. The Jonas Brothers Sucker. That is the top radio song this week. The Artist of the Week. This is crazy too because her album came out about a month ago. Billie Eilish. 16-year-old Billie Eilish. She is just killing it. I'm so happy for her, like, having the success in the industry that she does right now. But it's also scary as fuck because we see what that does to young people. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I'm, I'm just hoping she stays on the right track because she has an amazing voice. But like I said, I hope she stays on the right track, doesn't get anything bad, doesn't get into drugs. Like, go you, Billy. Just stay on the right track. <laughs> Go you, Billy. And I mean, she has the top 200 albums this week, too. When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? This is the third week at number one. And like I said, this album came out about a month ago. So good for her for coming that resurgence on the charts. Hell yeah. And number one for the ninth straight week. Little Cam, still not a fan. <laughs> Old Country Road, it is so crazy. Nine how, straight like, weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, come on, Little Cam. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. But my thing is, this dude, he needs to put out another song now because he's going to be considered as a one-hit wonder, especially with Billy Ray. Yeah. So he needs to put out another song so he's not considered that. And he's a young guy. I feel like he's around 20, 19. So come on, man. We need to generate some music, generate some revenues. So yeah. Show can... you're real. Exactly. And this wasn't just a fluke. Exactly. I mean, yeah, because... And I'm interested to see, too, like, is he going to do a whole nother country rap, or is he going to go rap? I'm really interested to see what his next steps are. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> I mean, and I feel like this is where Billy Ray, though, could really guide him yeah. and kind of mentor him, saying, hey, look, I came right out the gun with this huge hit, too. Exactly. And then I fucking disappeared. Exactly. Don't do this. You got to do this and do this and do that. I mean, this is where Billy could really be beneficial to him for his career. Agreed. I mean. It, it's really going to be interesting. He's doing a lot of good stuff, too. With He's going to, like, schools and, like, singing it for, like, elementary school kids. It's really funny. Yeah. It's trending all over Twitter. I'm sure yeah. you all have seen it. But, yes, it's been absolutely phenomenal to see the success this young man has had. This young man, he's like my age. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, but he is young, though. He I mean, young. come on, you guys he are young. young. But, yes, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 70 this week. Hopefully, y'all. 70. Oh, man. Can you even believe that? I know. 70. They've let us be around this long. And we're just really getting started. Exactly. Let's be honest about it. We're just really exactly. getting started. We're in L.A. now, guys. Exactly. You think we were crazy before. 
before. You it's just wait. Shit. We're going to be crazy all the time now. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you guys haven't listened to our latest interview, Shakira, Janae, Pei, on these thrones and on comedy central go listen to that her episode dropped on friday make sure to go listen to that her she's hilarious she talks about prison reform she talks about her adventures finding her comedy group and just so much more she is so inspiring and so inspirational for young people trying to be up-and-comers in this entertainment absolutely industry. she's got a strong grip on what's important what's not and how to get stuff done yeah. it was a great chat it really I mean, was it's it definitely really worth uh, listening to yes thank you guys again for listening to this podcast make sure to subscribe apple podcast spotify google play music anywhere you listen to your podcast make sure to follow us on all social media crazy ant media on twitter facebook instagram youtube all those good places like we said the studio is coming soon guys we need to get set up but it is coming soon we are so excited the network studios we love you guys yes we cannot wait to start doing our guest segments in that studio it is going to be amazing it's It's going to be so much fun because we're in la exactly (laughs) you you hear us see you can't see it but you can hear it that the smiles on our faces when we say we're in la exactly because that's where it is that's where it's happening where everything happens where every day something is happening we meet somebody new we make more connections every single day we love here. And uh, listen, listen, because we know there's a lot of y'all out there thinking, can I do this? Can I get in the industry? Is it possible? Can-? Look, we worked really hard from a one bedroom apartment in Biloxi, Mississippi, y'all, and then a two bedroom because we got some, you know. You know, you know. <laughs> well, but listen, we worked really hard. We, per, we we did what we had. We're in L.A. now. Mm-hmm. Okay, You can do it. Can. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. If that's your dream and you've got some talent and you've got some passion and you've got some drive, you can make it too. We went from Biloxi, Mississippi to L.A., y'all. Exactly. You guys can do it too. We're here to help you. We hope that this podcast inspires you. We hope that our guest interviews and you hear in their stories about how they did it and how they made it inspire you. And we can't do it without you guys. And that's why we're like there for you guys as well. We love you guys. Exactly. Go after them dreams, man. Yeah, exactly. Reach out over social media. We want to help in any way we can. Like we said, we love making new friends, love making new contacts. It's all about building each other up. Exactly. It's all about networking, helping each other out, giving back. That's how That's how we all get it. Exactly. That's how we all survive. Exactly. And I mean, at least we weren't like snorting cocaine and doing shit like on some craziness like some people we know, um, Oprah. 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 She, she was doing some crazy shit before she was on the rise. I'm yeah. Yeah. Lie. No, no. Oprah was like, Oprah was also from Mississippi. She yeah. started in Mississippi, took a little bit different route than us. Yeah. But we hope to be where Oprah is. Oprah, come on. Exactly. We love Oprah. Exactly. <laughs> Just one more time. One, two, three. Oprah! Oprah!